is the Mulberry Lane Show. The Mulberry Lane Show. Exclusive interviews, fun, music, celebrities. Your weekend getaway. Now, here's Mulberry Lane, Rachel, Bo, and Ellie Cat. Be a part of the family. Hey, it's Allie with your radio sisters, Rachel and Bo. And guess what, guys? It's time for another episode of The Mulberry Lane Show. So glad you guys are on the entertainment bus with us, ready for another weekend journey. That's right, Rachel. And today you're going to get the scoop on some of the region's hottest music festivals. And you can get to know some of those headlining artists. And you're going to get up close and personal with an L.A. author and songwriter. Yeah, Allie. And guys, I think we have about as much variety in the show today as we've had in the weather this past week in Nebraska. Right? Yeah, today's show goes from sunshine to how to fight depression right back to some outdoor fun. So stick with us for the next hour. That's right. Let's get to those guest sisters. The Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're going to have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. Well, first up, it's mega music sensation Harry Wayne Casey of Casey and the Sunshine Band. Today, as Casey of Casey of the Sunshine Band reveals some stellar tips for up-and-coming musicians. He also shares some of his songwriting tips and how it feels from his perspective to be up on stage performing his mega hits. And you can see him up on stage this Friday night, May 26th, when Casey and the Sunshine Band kick off Lust Fest at Tom Hannafin's River's Edge Park in Council Bluffs. Yep, head down to the river for the fifth annual Lust Fest concert. Okay, girls, who's next? Okay, then it's L.A. hit songwriter, best-selling author, and clinical psychotherapist, Seth Swirsky. Is there anything this guy can't do? <laughs> exactly. Diversely talented guy. So now he's got a book out called 21 Ways to a Happier Depression. Now, if you're a creative person, this is probably the book for you. It gives you suggestions of creative ways to fight depression, make your depression a little bit less intense, which is a new way to approach depression. And with all that Seth has accomplished so far in his life, if he can have such a productive life along with depression, I think he's going to have some pretty stellar tips in this book. So stay tuned for that. Seth Swirsky. What else? All right, well then Beth Weiss from Cox Communications and Pete Tulipana from the Iowa West Foundation. And they are going to tell you guys all about the other things you can expect from Lust Fest 2017, which kicks off next weekend. Now there's so many events in store for you guys, including music events, a country night, Star Wars movie, sports events, the symphony, fireworks, and all of this is free. It's at Tom Hannavin's River's Edge Park in Council Bluffs. It's a great way to get the whole community together to celebrate the start of summer and believe me i'm in the celebrating mood so can't wait for this i'm ready i'm there summer 2017 here we come full steam
kick the show into high gear, sisters and guys. I have a power outage story from the crazy Nebraska weather we've had this week. Yes, Rachel, you and the over 13,000 people from the metro area who have been through this this week. Okay, but I don't think they have quite this story. Can't wait to hear. Okay, so with the high winds and the sirens going off and the power going off, the whole family, we all decided to sleep in the basement. Oh, that's fun. So, you know, we had flashlights and we lit some candles. You know, it was kind of cozy and all of a sudden, Casey, my nine-year-old, says, what is that? We flash the light back. There is a spider coming down from the ceiling. The commotion of it, it went back up to the ceiling. So we were shining the light on it. Okay. My 14-year-old son gets a chair and a shoe, and I'm like, you have one chance to kill this spider. Because if you don't, the whole night is ruined. The whole night is ruined. There will be a spider in the dark. What could be worse? So he uh, grabbed the shoe. He did manage to kill it on the first hit to much cheering from the family. Oh, great. Rachel's family won. Spider zero. Yep, Allie. And with the spider gone, family gets sleep. All right, well, sunshine's heading your way, guys, now because we're going to be right back with Harry Wayne Casey, frontman of Casey and the Sunshine Band at Lust Fest this coming weekend. So shake your booty and cue those boogie shoes. And keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. celebrities on your radio station back to the mulberry lane show now here's mulberry lane we'll grab your boogie shoes and shake your booty it's not a party until everyone dances to casey and the sunshine band now they dominated the 70s music scene with those iconic hits and many others Mm -hmm. and with over a hundred million albums sold and three grammys and still shaking you can catch casey and the sunshine band friday may 26 at lust fest at tom hannafin's river's edge park in council and his undoubtable musical legacy as the founder of the dance revolution. Casey and the Sunshine Band, give it up, he's the boogeyman. Thank you very much. (laughs) Really happy to have you on the show. Mm -hmm. My pleasure to be there. Now, what's it like knowing that every time you get out on the stage, everyone's going to dance, sing along, shake their booties, have fun? And that's been happening for you for over 40 years. It feels great. I mean, that's the greatest moment for any performer. You know, that's the connection that we make with the fans. Uh, until we get on the stage and get out there and actually perform the music, that's their only connection with the fans. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, you know, it's great to uh, have that one-on-one for a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is your favorite hat to wear? Do you like doing the production? Do you like the performance? Do you like the song? I enjoy every hat. I don't think there's one that I enjoy more than others. You know, they're all different. They all give me the creative release that I need sometimes. It's like painting a painting until you start painting the painting and, and finish it. You know, that's the big reward once it's completed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you have three Grammys. One is for songwriter, one's for producer, and one's for album of the year. A lot of your songs have been covered by lots of different kinds of artists. They've been used in ad campaigns, hundreds of movies, video games, and of course at every wedding reception anyone's ever been to. When you go back to writing those songs, were you trying to do something different at the time? Were you following your muse? Paint that picture well, for us. Well, I was us. trying to bring life back in the music. I thought music had gotten really dark, and I just wanted to bring life back in the music. So, yeah, you know, that was the whole idea of the music. Mm-hmm. Bring joy, basically. 
Yes. Now, mashing together the pop, the reggae, the Latin, the funk, the R&B, and disco, was that something that you experimented with to find that sound? No, that was just all natural. I mean, I've always loved all kinds of music. Okay. And, you know, I mean, you're always looking to do something a little different sound-wise uh-huh. or chord-wise or feel-wise, you know. So, you know, it's always fun to say, oh, you know, let's let's do that a little reggae. Let's do this a little more Latin or let's do okay. this a little bit more popish. Or, uh-huh. You know, you're always kind of thinking of those things a little bit when you're writing, you know. Sure. But you are and, not afraid to try all different things, basically. No, I've never been afraid to try different things. Mm -hmm. What do you think it is about Casey and the Sunshine Band that is so transcendent of time? You know, I think the energy and the upbeat of the music helps it transcend, you know, the decades and time like it has. It's music that when you put on, you can't help feel good listening to it. And, you know, the sound and everything is just timeless. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. It is. It's fascinating. Now, you worked at a record company. And talk about how you got into the studio the very first time. Well, I worked at a record store, and then I eventually started working for a record company that had a studio in the back. And I slowly, you know, just started doing that. I started co-writing. I started doing background sessions, and I started, you know, playing keyboards on records and stuff. And then I started taking some of the artists that no one was paying attention to there at the label and writing for them and producing, you know, records on them. So you were Uh, looking for opportunities to make your mark, really? You know, I was there to do whatever. I mean, I, I did a whole lot of things. I managed artists that had number one records. I did all sorts of things. I worked in the promotion department. I learned everything there was to learn. Mm-hmm. So that had business. to have helped you as an artist then. Well, it did help me. I mean, definitely helped me understand. I mean, I think so many talented people sometimes get caught up in all the contracts and the words and all that stuff and kind of like hurt themselves getting so caught up in it. Luckily, I had been around it and watched other artists and knew enough about it to realize it's about the music in your career. All the other stuff can come later and be fixed later. So true. So you definitely concentrated on the artistry part of it. Absolutely. Uh Uh-huh. And you saw others getting distracted by contracts and those details. I see people constantly being distracted by contracts. Okay. You know, I mean, there's a certain part where you got to say, you know what, I just got to sign this and go with it. Mm -hmm. And everything is renegotiable after a while. Nothing's, you know, set in stone. Everybody thinks it's so set in stone. And then, you know, there's a way to do everything is to renegotiate also. Uh That's really smart. Well, you're listening to Harry Wayne Casey of Casey and the Sunshine Band, singer-songwriter and music icon on the Mulberry Lane Show. So now when you look back, what would you say would be a career highlight or several of them? I don't know, getting the Grammy Awards, getting to meet, you know, people that I looked up to that influenced me, getting to travel all over the world, you know, the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and then another one in Palm Springs, you know, just all those sorts of things. I mean, the biggest reward really is being able to do something I love and be up on the stage and having that connection with the audience, with mm-hmm. the fans. Absolutely. And then didn't Boogie Shoes, what happened with the Library of Congress for that song? It was given a historical status. Because of its iconicness, I guess. Yes. <laughs> wow. That's pretty cool. Not too many people can say that. Mm-mm. Before I let you go, just want to ask you a little bit about your songwriting process. Do you start yep. with lyrics, beats? It all depends. Okay. I like some things I've been working on lately. I start with the lyrics, you know, then I will maybe add the melody and then put the band in it. Sometimes the uh, music comes first and I just kind of sing anything that comes to my mind and then rewrite the song afterwards. Okay. Or write the song afterwards. So now if you had advice to a baby band, what would you tell them? 
you got to follow your heart. You got to believe in what you're doing, but you can't ignore the obvious. I mean, you know, you got to uh, you got to be honest with yourself, and you got to um, be humble. Solid advice. Well, thank you for joining our show. Mm-hmm. It's fun to hear about what you're up to and your iconic career. Well, thank you very much. Harry Wayne Casey, the man behind Casey and the Sunshine Band. Be sure to catch them this Friday, May 26th, at the kickoff night of Lust Fest at Tom Hannafin's River's Edge Park in Council Bluffs. Stick with us when we come back. It's 21 Ways to a Happier Depression with author and hit songwriter, LA's Seth Swirsky. This is a good one, guys. Well, it's time to put on your boogie shoes. You're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. To the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Well, he co-wrote the Grammy-nominated hit song, Tell It To My Heart, for Taylor Dane. His documentary film, Beatles Stories, was nominated for Indie Awards. His baseball memorabilia collection produced three best-selling books. And now, the very eclectic and talented Seth Swirsky returns to the show to share with you his latest project, a book called 21 Ways to a Happier Depression. (laughs) Seth Swirsky, if you're feeling down, he'll help you come around. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Ah, great to have you back. Such an honor, thank you. Okay, so now the book is 21 Ways to a Happier Depression. The subtitle is A Creative Guide to Getting Unstuck from Anxiety, Setbacks, and Stress. So you have to talk about what inspired this book because it's kind of your own journey. It really is. You know, when I was in my 20s, I'm in my 50s now, but when I was in my 20s, I went through, you know, I went through hell, really, okay. uh, with anxiety. I just didn't know, am I a good enough songwriter, am I a good enough this, am I good enough, all that stuff. But you were having tremendous success. Even during the success, it didn't seem to matter. You know, when you want to do something your whole life, and then all of a sudden you have the opportunity to do it. I was a professional songwriter with Warner Chapel Music. She was thinking, okay, this is everything I wanted, am I really actually good enough? It just was very overwhelming, and during that period of time, the feeling really was mostly, if you can imagine a pool of water, I always felt like my head was below the water and my nostrils were just above the water. I was just getting enough air. Uh-huh. You know, and try and write songs in that situation, right? So I was making it through. I was having big hit records, blah, blah, blah. And during that period, I developed a bunch of coping mechanisms. Just all those feelings where you feel like you're crazy and your heart's beating fast and your mind's taking off. You are such a creative person. So do you think that the methods you came up with, a lot of them are creativity-based. Do you think that that makes a difference when you're dealing with depression to kind of take your creativity into account? Well, that's a great question. What ended up happening was I used a lot of these different things and then cut to about 
I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, whatever, I got my master's degree in clinical psychology. Okay. And I started to use those things that I use as a creative person, uh-huh. but I thought that they would work very well to answer your question with people that are creative and, and aren't particularly okay. creative. Okay. But I do feel that creativity and thinking outside the box is something that can really help. If I can give you one example from sure. the book, yes. I noticed that when I was feeling very kind of crazed, when uh-huh. your mind kind uh-huh. of takes off and you're thinking all the worst thoughts, I found that just by a pad of paper with a small watercolor set, like $9, okay. I'm telling you, if you just go to a quiet space and you put on your favorite music in the background and you just start painting, and you're going to say, wait a minute, I'm not good at that. I don't know how to paint a page. I don't know how to do that. That's, that's the first that's thing that went through my mind. <laughs> that's right. But what I tell you in the book is, just paint a circle and just paint a square, and then paint another circle in a different color and paint another square. It's the act right. of painting. Mm-hmm. It's not what you actually come up with. It's doing the simplest thing possible. And it's not it's judging what you're doing as you're doing it. You can't judge it, because what is it? It's circles and squares. Right. And, and that leads me to just say that was the last name of my latest solo record as a recording artist, because I realized that I wanted to break my music down into the simplest component. Circles and squares. Circles and squares. It's yeah. what I actually paint. That's okay. what I paint in my own painting, and that's what I wanted to kind of convey as to where I'm at in my life. Your patients that you've had who have done this, what has been their feedback on it? When they're sitting in my office, they're saying, oh, I can't do that. I don't know how to paint. I was never good at that. And I will tell you that every time they've come back into my office, they're bringing me two and three paintings that they've made. And then they want to go larger. One of them recognized that they enjoyed it so much that they bought themselves an easel with real canvases. And then they really start getting into it. And it's become a source of deep relaxation. You see, it takes you away. Right. The the whole reason behind 21 Ways to a Happier Depression, it's really meant to help alleviate a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression that you have. My whole idea behind it is to take your mind off your mind. Yes. Uh That is so true. Because the more you think about your thoughts and what's going on, the worse you get. They build on themselves. And so when you actually paint... It's a physical action. Your arm is involved. Your hands are involved. Your eyes are involved. Your mind isn't involved because you're just painting circles and squares. Yeah, that's so true. You're listening to Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter, psychotherapist, and best-selling author Seth Swirsky here on The Mulberry Lane Show talking about his book, 21 Ways to a Happier Depression. And you know, what I like about the book is, you know, there are 21 ways that are tangible things that you can do. They're easy things to do, and they're something that everybody can do, and each little one is a great idea. Well, thank you so much. I really meant this book to feel like it's a friend, Mm -hmm. because when you're in those anxiety states and your mind is racing and it's, you know, 11 o'clock at night and it's scary, you know, sometimes your friends aren't there for you at midnight or one in the morning. And you don't want to bother them, yes. Here's another creative idea, one of those things. I just call it cutting and pasting. Have some magazines in your house and just cut and paste some articles, some pictures that you find that are interesting and have a book. It could be three in the morning. If you're all frazzed out and all those thoughts build on themselves, Mm -hmm. sometimes what I do is I just go into my drawer with some of those cut-out pictures and I just start cutting because there's no judgment to it. Then you end up with something and then you end up making a collage. I always paste them into a book. 
it's something always to be able to do. It's creative, it's a little bit different, and it takes your mind off your mind. You have done so many things in your life. You've written hit songs, you've done a documentary film, you've written books, you've collected a lot of baseball memorabilia, and now this. So how do you keep all the balls in the air, and how do you know what your next project is going to be? You know you're asking the greatest questions ever. (laughs) Those are such great questions. I appreciate them so much. No, I really do. Thank you for asking. Uh I live by this quote that's from the great surrealist painter Salvador Dali. He once said, every morning I wake up, I ask myself, what is Salvador Dali going to do today? And I love the idea that each day is just, it's, it's a new day, like a new baseball game. You know, you might have lost the day before, but today is new, and I love that. Yeah. And I never knew before I wrote songs that I'd be good at songwriting. I never knew that I would ever write a book. Oh. I never knew I'd make a documentary. I never knew I would paint. I never knew I would become a clinical psychotherapist. I never knew these things. I'm the kind of guy that feels like, you know when you go to a party and there's a pool and everybody dips their foot into the pool, their toes in, and they say, oh, it's so cold, it's so cold, and they go away. I'm like, I don't dip my toes in, I jump in. You jump in. (laughs) I'll jump in. (laughs) Gotta take a quick break. Don't go anywhere, because when you come back, you're going to jump right back in with Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter, documentary film producer, author, baseball, memorabilia collector, and clinical psychotherapist, Seth Swirsky, here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. And here's one of Seth Swirsky's songwriting hits, Tell It To My Heart. and everything in between. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. You're listening to Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Seth Swirsky. He's also a clinical psychotherapist who's written a book, 21 Days to a Happier Depression. With a friendly little book, he's helping you overcome your anxiety and depression. And he's talking about the steps you have to take to get there and how he embraces many projects. Because at the beginning, I thought, you can't write songs. Look at all the people on this roster of professional songwriters at your company, Barry Gibb and Sting and all these people. You can't do that until I thought, yes, I can do that. Why can't I do that? They're just people, too. You know, I'm not comparing myself to them as songwriters. They're some of the greats of all time. But I'm saying, if you allow yourself to not be afraid of making mistakes, if you're not too judgmental on yourself, just go for it. But how did you accomplish all of these things you've done with your anxiety? Oh, well, that was really difficult. It really is about putting one foot in front of the other and recognizing that sometimes you have to take some steps backwards you're not always going to get out of that bad feeling state. And it's also recognizing 
that you're doing the best that you can. Then you let yourself off the hook. If you can get rid of the shouldas and the couldas and the wouldas, yeah. right? You ask me how I choose a project. Right, what's going to be you know, next? When I, yeah. when I think of an idea, I always ask myself, is it a film? Is it a book? Is it a song? I never quite know. It's an idea that I want to do, but I'm not sure what's the best art for it. Okay. What's the best art form for it? So what I do is like I always, some people don't understand this idea, but I actually do this thing. I flirt with ideas. Now, you know when you're 17 years old and you flirt with somebody, it's the best feeling ever, right? Flirting right. at any age is yes. the best feeling ever. I'm always flirting with the idea of doing, hey, I like that idea for a documentary. Okay. It's what project flirts back with you. Okay. Okay, so how do you so know it's flirting back with you? <laughs> because it stays in your mind. Okay. And you get oh, yeah, a good you can't feeling. get it out of your head. That's right, and you get a good feeling. You know that when you flirt with somebody, they're doing it back to you. You're, so right. you're saying, this feels good. It's just a matter of feeling good. Okay. And so that already tells you that it's probably going to be a feel-good project, and people respond to feel-good projects, and it's also easier to make them as the artist. Right. So what are you flirting with now? Well, <laughs> as I mentioned, my last record is called Circles and Squares, which I'm very proud of. I think my best solo record. And it's gotten and, a lot uh, of awards, too. Yes, uh -huh. it, it has, and it's won a lot of year-end polls for 2016. Uh -huh. And then with this book coming out, you know, 21 Ways to a Happier Depression, uh -huh. it was in the top 20 on the Amazon list. And awesome. So yes. that's been another one. And, like, what I'm doing now, I'm, I'm really flirting with the idea of doing a documentary on uh, collecting baseball cards. Okay. So would it, would it be something where you would interview the actual collectors? Well, when I was nine years old, I collected the entire top set of 1969 cards. And the idea really would be where I'm leafing through the entire set, which I have right now. And all of a sudden, I'd be looking at a card, and the camera would go into the card. And before you know it, the guy who played back then is sitting right before me, and he tells a story about... Uh, just baseball players tell the best stories in the world. So, you know, documentaries or film or any kind of art can be a great time machine yeah. back to a feeling, yeah, you know? Right, right. That's when you know they're working. That's when you know they're really working, when you feel a feeling in a film. You're listening to Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter, psychotherapist, and best-selling author Seth Swirsky here on The Mulberry Lane Show, talking about his book, 21 Ways to a Happier Depression. There's a trend in everything you do is storytelling, you know, from, you know, writing a song yeah. to the documentaries. So now, how does the psychotherapy side of you come into the storytelling? Oh, that's, a, that's another great question. When I did Beatles stories, I interviewed almost 100 people that had met the Beatles. I'm not just talking about fans, but people that had worked with them as engineers or former girlfriends or, you know, uh, actors like Ben Kingsley and John Voight and Art Garfunkel and Graham Nash. I love asking questions. I love trying to get to something a little bit deeper. It fit very well with me becoming a therapist okay. because when somebody's sitting there on, on the couch, many times they just tell you, you know, the basics. But I like to go a little bit deeper. So and the so psychotherapist gets the story. Doesn't tell That's the story, exactly. they get the other person to tell the story. That's just what I did with the Beatles stories. I okay. wanted them to tell the story. But I wanted them not just to tell the story of where they were when they heard Hey Jude. 
So what? I wanted them to tell me the story behind, you know, what did Paul say when he first heard it? We don't know that. Right. With the writer of the biggest hit of all time, you were in the room, I would say, to the engineer. How did he experience that? And he said, well, I've never been asked that before. Yeah. I'm a very curious person. I really want to know why things happen or how they happen, but not in a typical way. Right. I kind of want to know about the human emotion behind Behind something. it or what drives yeah. it. Yeah. Interesting, because we were, you know, going through your book and reading it, and one of your 21 ways to a happier depression is to write out a to-do list. And you have a yes. quote in your book where you talk about how sometimes even when you accomplish something and you didn't put it on your list, you'll go back and write it in just to cross it off. Yes. And that is actually what our mom has always done. So we saw that and we said, oh, Seth has something in common with our mom because he does that too. <laughs> That's right, because when we're in a state of feeling depressed, and I'm not talking about deep, 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 dark depression, although it could be. It's almost like we put on a pair of dark glasses that everything we view through those glasses is not positive. We look at a beautiful room we just designed, and yet we see all the little scuffs and the paint on the wall. What I think helps with that is a feeling of a sense of accomplishment. So, like, if you only have three or four things that you need to get done, but then I think of the things I already did that day or the day before, and I write them down just so I can cross them off. And when I look at that list, which now has 12 things on them, I say, I only have to do two of those things because I've already done 10 of the others. I'm giving myself credit. I love it. I'm just telling people in that chapter, basically, that you deserve to feel like you've accomplished things. Because before you know it, you look at that and you say, you know what? I did a lot. As opposed to thinking, when you have those dark sunglasses on, I never do anything. Right. Look at all my friends. They're doing this and they're doing that. You know, you go on Facebook when you're feeling down. Oh, you go on these yes. places. And everybody has the perfect family and the perfect this and the perfect that. And, and it makes you feel, when you're feeling a little bit down, it makes you feel like, I'm not doing as much. Well, you know what? Start making lists of some of the things that you need to do. And before you know it, you've got 20 things that you've crossed off. And you say, you know what? I'm a pretty worthy person. Yeah. I'm a responsible adult. Right. Look at what I'm doing. That's always a good feeling when you realize that. Yes, it is. Good. I'm going to go make my list right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can cross off interviewed Seth Swirsky. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Seth, we want to thank you again. It's always a pleasure having you on the show, and we love how you always share your heart. I like what you said about the book. It's a very friendly book. It is like chatting with a friend, and we can take you with us wherever we go. Well, I appreciate that so much. And that's why I kept it nice and simple. Yeah. It's not like you've got to read chapter one to get to chapter three. The chapters are really two or three pages long. But there's pictures and watercolors. You can just open it anywhere and get an idea that might be calming for you. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate when it. When the next documentary is done, you'll have to come back on and talk about it. Oh, I can't wait. Well, the author is Seth Swirsky, songwriter too, and the book is 21 Ways to a Happier Depression. Keep it here on the Mulberry Lane Show. We'll be back with everything you need to know about Lustfest coming up this weekend. And here's that song he talked about, Seth Swirsky's Circles and Squares. Circles and squares, I paint circles and squares from my bathtub. When I'm painting
To the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Okay, guys, it's time once again to head to the river. It's Lust Fest time again, four days of music, fun, sporting events. It's going to be a great year for it. Today with us, we've got Beth Weiss from Cox Communications and from Iowa West Foundation, Pete Tulipana. Now, they're the presenting sponsor. These guys are going to tell you what's in store for this fun and fabulous weekend. Welcome, welcome to the show, Pete and Beth. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, it sure is. Okay, guys, it's really fun having you here because this is going to be the biggest, best lust fest ever. Every year it gets better and better. Fifth annual. So, Beth, now the Friday night concert that kind of kicks everything off for the weekend is Casey and the Sunshine Band and the opener, Bluff It, which is a Jimmy Buffett tribute band. So, you guys at Cox Communication, this is your first time involved. It is. And you guys are sponsoring this performance. So, talk a little bit about what people can expect. Well, we are absolutely delighted that this is our first year with Les Fest. Um, you know, we've been in Omaha, Council Bluffs area for so long that we look for ways to give back uh, to sure. our great customers. And what better way than to kick off Memorial Day weekend with a really cool concert like this. Yes, and so family friendly. So also. family friendly. Right on the riverfront, that beautiful River's Edge Park. Kicks off with the Jimmy Buffett tribute band with the coolest name, Bluffett. Yeah. Going to take Take the stage at seven o'clock, okay. and then at nine o'clock it'll be Casey and the Sunshine Band. So tie on your boogie shoes or wherever right. that song That's goes. Right. I love it. I've been practicing the hustle in my office. I get the whole family up dancing. It is just going to be fabulous, and we are so excited. Now, is Cax Communications are they guaranteeing nice weather for the night? <laughs> totally. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can hold me to that, Rachel. But yeah, it's going to be perfect. Everybody's going to do the hustle. We're going to boogie down. Yeah. Shake Our Booty with Casey and the Sunshine Band. It's going to be awesome. You know, and one of the event. best things is the music of Jimmy Buffett and Casey and the Sunshine Band. The hits are so great for outdoor yes. festivals. They are. Yes. Get everybody up on their feet and they're all recognizable songs yeah. and yeah. real crowd pleasers. Feel good music. Right. Okay, and Pete, you're with Iowa West Foundation. This is the fifth year you've been involved in Les Fest. This is absolutely a fabulous event. You guys have continued to support it. So talk a little bit about what's in store for the rest of the weekend and why this is such a great event. It's a great event for Council Bluffs, for Omaha, for the whole region. IOS Foundation, along with the city of Council Bluffs, has really been pleased to be the presenting sponsors of Les Fest every year for the past five years. We're excited to get people down to the riverfront and also to come together as a region and celebrate together on the river. We have such a wonderful park down there. Yeah, Tom beautiful. Park. Yeah, so we're going to have a mix of both some sporting events and some additional concerts for the rest of the long weekend. First of all, we have a half marathon uh, 5K Saturday morning. Now that's going to be a wonderful route through our trails throughout Council Bluffs. So you can enjoy the scenery. The beautiful Bluff. scenery. <laughs> that's right. The Les Hills. <laughs> and you do have to register. You do have to register for that and you can find all of this information on our website which is lesfest.com and then go slash events and you'll find everything there. We're excited also this year on Saturday night we're going to have Country Rocks a River. Now we've had a lot of people asking for country music for yeah. this for a long time and so we finally now have I think a great country Country night with we Trent Harmon, right? Trent Harmon, yeah. exactly. He's um, season fifteen American Idol winner. So okay. those of you who 
our American Idol fans know him. And he has a hit out right now. That's right. Yeah. There's a girl. There's a girl. There's, yeah. So he's quite a talented young man and certainly going places. And then we have a couple of uh, opening acts that night, too. A, a mother-daughter country duo called Bells and Whistles. Which we're very familiar with. Is that right? Our okay. sister oh, and that? her daughter. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I knew that. Terrific. And then the Minneapolis-based Maiden Dixie, which is going to also be a part of opening that show. So it's going to be a great country night on the river. So we hope everybody will come down for that And you were responsive to fans and people that requested country music. That's going to be great. Okay. And then Sunday's another packed day. Sunday's another packed day. We have Bike the Bluffs, and we've had a great response over the years. People love biking over there in Council Bluffs, Mm -hmm. and so there's an opportunity to do that Sunday morning. And that one you don't need to register for. You You can just show up with your bike. Just show up with your bike, and you can ride with the crowd and enjoy. But you need your helmet if you're yes, participating you your helmet, in the that's bike. That's right, yeah. Okay. Well, right now you're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show, and we're talking with Beth Weiss of Cox Communications and Pete Tulipana of Iowa West Foundation about the festivities of Les Fest coming up next weekend. Okay, now what's on tap for Sunday night? Sunday night, we have our traditional, wonderful Omaha Symphony concert, which Mm. is really um, a wonderful way for all kinds of people to get to enjoy the symphony. And I think they've told us that it's their largest attended concert in the region. That's great. It's a beautiful setting. You can see the downtown Omaha there. And is it patriotic? It's very patriotic. Okay, that's awesome. For Memorial Weekend. It's Memorial Weekend, very patriotic. And then that is culminated with our wonderful fireworks, which is also Um, A sight to behold. A sight to behold. Thank you. I (laughs) was looking for the right word. Then uh, we have something different that night. We're going to do after the fireworks so you can not get out in the traffic and relax a little bit and take some time. And you can watch a movie in the park. That movie that night is Star Wars. How big is that screen? It's a huge screen. I think it's the largest screen in the area. Wow. We're going to have a lot of Star Wars fans. We are, yes. Yes. And then oddly enough, one of my weird favorites is Monday night is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay, so gotta all do you it. Rocky Horror fans come out and dress up because I like to watch it. What time is that? Monday night at 9 p.m. Okay, that should have a really good yeah, turnout. Yeah. So wow. it's a wonderful weekend. It's a great way to celebrate Council Bluffs. It's also a great way to celebrate together as a region. It's fun to see all kinds of people walking across that beautiful pedestrian bridge. Yes. So Pete, when you became head of Iowa West yes. Foundation, uh-huh. did you ever think you would be a concert planner <laughs> and you know be doing these kinds of things? It's an interesting job. We yeah. do a little bit of everything over there. But what I'm so excited about is we have this beautiful setting and the setting has to be animated and Les Fest is a great way to animate the setting. Uh-huh. We're happy to be sponsors of this with the city. Yeah. Now, if people have questions about parking and logistics, it's all on the website? You'll find the parking there at lesfest.com. So easy places to parking on both sides of the river. Yeah, some people to... park in Omaha, just walk over, don't That's they? That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Well, Beth, we expect to see you in your boogie shoes. I will be there. And yes, Pete? with my big hair, I'll be doing the hustle. <laughs> yes. Well, and I Pete, won't. the Rocky Horror Picture Show, you better be there. I'll be there. Okay. <laughs> Beth and Pete, thanks for joining the show. And guys, head to Les Fest Memorial Day weekend. Fabulous four days of music, patriotism, and general family fun. That's Beth Weiss with Cox Communications and Pete Tulipana with Iowa West Foundation. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring such a great community event. Don't forget to head to the river. Memorial Day weekend, Tom Hannafin's River's Edge Park. May 26th to May 29th. Okay, girls, who else needs a mulberry shout-out? How about one for Harry Wayne Casey of Casey and the Sunshine Band? Yes, they're the headlining band. Kickoff day of Les Fest, Friday, May 26th. And Harry, thanks for coming on our show today and talking about your songwriting process, the making of so many iconic hits, and your excellent advice 
or baby bands. Just sign those contracts, figure out the lawyer stuff later. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love it. Yeah. And finally, big radio hug to our buddy, Seth Swirsky. Yes, Seth is a hit songwriter and Grammy-nominated songwriter, and he's also an amazing author. Seth, thanks for sharing with us today the really helpful book, 21 Ways to a Happier Depression. So if you are a creative, this book is for you. I've already been through it once and I've implemented some of these things. If you guys think I couldn't get happier, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever works, Allie. All right, guys, we'll make sure you join us same time, same place next weekend. We'll have another jam-packed show full of music, insight, and maybe a few surprises from artists and creatives from all over the artistic spectrum. And until then, have a good week. See you guys next weekend. Bo, stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, that's a wrap. Tonight